This is Tom and Becky in the Morning in podcast form. Presented by United Staffing Associates. Choose a job you love and you never have to work a day in your life. Let USA help you find your new career or a new employment opportunity. United We Staff. 98.1 KJUG. It's Tom and Becky in the Morning on this Valentine's Day. Welcome on in. Tuesday, February 14th. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this is a story that probably won't surprise you. The most annoying thing about you based on your birth order. And we always hear those stories, you know, where you were first born, last born, middle child. Where were you? You were last mm-hmm. born. You have an older brother and an older sister. Yep. I was first born and I have a younger sister. Uh, all right, well, let's start first born. Here we go. Researchers found out that first born kids tend to have higher IQs than younger siblings, which basically means I'm smarter than you. Couldn't wait to share that. I'm smarter than you. Basically, that's the way it is. Firstborns like to be in charge and are very driven, which often leads them to be highly successful. This, though, Becky, comes at a price. Anxiety disorders, compulsive behavior, trouble getting along with others, and a pathological inability to apologize are all hallmarks of your typical firstborn. Now, does that sound anything like me at all? I mean... I mean, that's where things go astray. So you agree with it right up until... Yeah, I love the higher IQ, driven, successful. I'm not a fan of anxiety, compulsive behavior, trouble getting along with others, and a pathological inability to apologize. Now that I don't... That, that doesn't sound like me. That, well, I don't agree <laughs> because it. it doesn't sound like right, me. Okay. That's not me. Sure. Nah, not me. Okay. The baby of the family. Let's let's go to you. We're just skipping over the middle child. We'll get back to well, the middle child. I mean, child. of course, that's so middle child. Yeah, We're right. skipping right of over it. Of course we are. <laughs> of course we are. Let's get to the end. The baby of the family is not surprisingly the one most likely to act like an actual baby. They're used to getting away with whatever they want. Uh, they may develop social skills that will get other people to do things for them thus contributing to their image as charming and popular. Like, I do everything for the show. Like, I do everything oh for the show. Oh, my God. You've got me to do everything. They this tend, is where that apologizing thing comes in. They tend to take more risks than first children, uh, believing someone will always be there to break their fall, which can linger, cause lingering resentment on the part of their family and friends. Yeah, your brother and sister don't like you. They that don't is like not you. true. They don't like you. They don't not like true. you. All right. They bought me a bike when I was little did because they? I was the baby. Did? Of course. <laughs> of course they did. The middle child. Let's go to the middle child. Well, here's you middle children, pretty likable. They are easygoing, peacemaking types. Now, who's middle? Mike or Kelly? Kelly. Kelly's the middle. Mm-hmm. Would you say she's the typical middle child, kind of easygoing, peacemaking? Yeah. Would you really? Yeah. I mean, you usually don't share stories like that with me about her. You usually share stuff about you and her going, you know, ramping up and... Anyway, never mind. Um, yeah, what? <laughs> never mind. However, middle children eager to please other people, it can be hard to pin down what they really want. Does Kelly make decisions easily? Or is um, she like, oh, whatever you guys want, I'm fine with? No, I would not say she makes decisions easily. Okay. And finally, in case you're wondering, the only child. Only children are prone to embody the worst qualities of both firstborn and lastborn. With none of those mellow, peace-loving, middle-child vibes to soften the edges at all. Only children never have to share their parents' attention, their rooms, their toys, 
whether or not they turn into demanding, entitled little monsters is really up to the parents. Is that word for word what it says? Great word for oh, word. boy. Whether they turn into demanding, entitled little monsters is really up to the parents. If you have an well, only child. Well, that's true. I mean, that, I think you would agree with that, I think that, that right? would be with how... A lot. A lot, right, yeah. Right. Right. Well, there you go. I mean, sometimes I guess it's out of your control, but for the most part... Which one of the three of you, don't, if you don't mind me asking, would you say got into more trouble me. when they were a kid? Oh, gosh. You said hands down hands you? Hands down. So Mike was first born. He got into trouble, for sure. Okay. He was definitely... Did mom Did mom come along and say it's okay and we're good to go? Or did... To this day. Yeah. To this day. Yeah. My mom babies my brother like no other. He's Seriously? the only boy and like, oh my gosh, Seriously? yes. I mean, yeah. he can do no wrong. Right. But definitely he got into trouble. My sister, yeah. no trouble. Yeah, she, I couldn't tell you one time she ever got into like actual trouble. She did. She was smart enough to sneak out the back and get out of the thing, uh, and you were left there holding like the bag. That. She Literally. just didn't. All right, and you? Absolute hell on wheels. Like I feel so awful for my parents. I was always in trouble, always doing something to completely test the just, limit. Just was so wild. I can just imagine being your parent saying. <laughs> Getting that call from school and having to come get God, you. So you know, I just, I just imagine your mom and dad just sitting you down one day and just going, "Why can't you just <laughs> run the mile like every other kid at school?" It's so funny. Why so over the weekend, my mom, she's like up in the attic and she's like, "Oh, I found like I'm going through all this stuff and trying to clean this out." She, you have so much stuff up here, and she calls me. I found this box of pictures and letters from high school, right? And I immediately start panicking. I'm like, immediately oh, no. do not look at right, those, right? Stop, she's like, stop. I know your dad's like. What pictures does she have in there? You know, yeah. and she's like, "Well, we can't look through her stuff." I'm like, "Don't you dare!" So I'm telling my sister, I call her like, "Mom and Dad are like going through like letters and stuff." Like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna die!" Yeah. And she's like, "Oh my God!" She's like, "You can only hope for one of those like uh, Chinese weather balloons right now." She's like, "Exact <laughs> coordinates you need to be over right." Now. Right, right. Goodness gracious! I was panicking. So yeah. yeah, always in trouble. Like my sister would never have to worry about my parents looking through any of her stuff right, but because right. like she didn't have anything bad. Lord only knows right. what they would find in there. Oh, the thought of it now, I'm sprouting gray. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. Burn it off. Burn it Just off. throw it in the incinerator, please. The Russians are coming. The Chinese. This is something cool right here. Now, this is something cool. A Harley Davidson motorcycle dating from 1908 just sold for $935,000. Making it the most expensive Brand bike ever sold thing. at an auction. Yeah. What year? 1908. Whoa. What do you think a Harley from 1908 looked like? Well, I'll tell you. It looked like a bicycle. But it did have a little tiny tank for the so gas and the I oil. I actually see this picture. It yeah. looks like one of those electric bikes that yes. people kind of ride around now. Yes. The motorcycle is known as the strap tank due to the nickel-plated steel bands that support the fuel and oil tanks from its frame. Um, the bike has many of its original parts, which makes it much more rare. Uh, all their banks at this company uh, are rare. And the bike was sold by uh, Mecham Auctions, especially unique find. I know it was found in tack in Wisconsin by a guy in 1941, and he kept it in his possession for the ensuing 66 years. Got restored by a guy in Indiana. Anyway, I think that's cool. Like a Harley Davidson, I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a cool piece of memorabilia, right there. Yeah, that's that a, is cool. I mean, now, granted, you got to have a million bucks, which I don't have a million bucks, but I don't know. And I, I'm not a motorcycle Harley Davidson. Have but, you ever you had know. a motorcycle? No, no, I didn't. I had a ten speed. I, 
You know what? Stop dogging. Nope, stop dogging. <laughs> you know, junior high, when you think it's really cool to take the handlebars in your 10-speed and put them backwards, so now the horns are going the other way instead of down low. You know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. But I am. Handles, you turn them up, and then you're, yeah, then the brakes are right there. Oh, I had a 10-speed. Tell you what, man. When you ride the mean streets <laughs> of a Tascadero when you're growing up as a kid, Becky. With your handlebars flipped. Flipped up, flipped up like that. When you're 12... Are you kidding me? I mean, you've got to take certain precautions to be able to get in and out nimbly. I was more so talking about when you were, like, aged to, like, drive. Like, did you ever yeah. have a motorcycle? I, no. I didn't do that. Like, the big handlebars that go up, like, the... <laughs> that guy, yeah. like, the, the, the big Hells Angel riding yeah. down the street. But I always so wonder, you weren't cool like that with your tin their arms feed. get tired? Like, this is unnatural, right? To have both arms up in the air? They're this tough, is unnatural. though. They're yeah, but at some them. point, there's no blood left, and your hands all drained back down into your torso, hasn't it? It's going to be hard on the heart. Apple said, nobody who ever rode a 10-speed was cool. doesn't matter what you do to the handlebars. Eat my shorts. Steven, the former musician, said, I just bought my third Harley on Saturday. Bingo. Wow. Three. That's how my parents met. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> We're all aware. <laughs> Do you remember the one time I accidentally said you were conceived yeah, on the back I of a Harley? Freaking. This is a great picture of Becky's mom and dad on a Idiot. Harley from the 70s. Sigs and Coors Original and beards and no bras. I mean, it was just, it was a, quite a time. No to be one alive. said anything about that. That's the picture I remember well, in my mind. Well, it's not. I think that's a good story to go with, really. My dad had a custom Harley with a custom, like, pot leaves on it. That <laughs> <laughs> made long hair. Of course he did. Then what do you think? My parents she, do. And in, just until like probably 10 years ago, my sister and I have had this conversation where my parents always told us, that's just how everyone lived back then. Right. And now 10 right. years later or 10 years right. ago, I'm just not realizing, I don't think that's how everybody lived. I grew up thinking, well, that's just what everybody did, right? That's like, well, really, because there were like doctors and stuff. I know, but. <laughs> I don't think everybody just lived like no, on their Harley smoking pot in the park. And the <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm oh, pretty no. sure I was like hoodwinked my whole life. <laughs> this is perfectly natural. What are you guys doing tonight? You going to a basketball game? No, no, no. We're going to pool hall. Mom's going to show basketball me the place Basketball game? Pool. Please. I'm right. going to school at all. I've been me? to school in three weeks. Got a jukebox and a pool table. It's some Coors Original. What do you think we're at my family does at night? It's family night. I got We're going questions. down to Eddie's. We're going <laughs> I got into some town. questions. We're hopping on the back of Dad's Harley, and we're going to Eddie's. It really was one I of the greatest. It was really one of the greatest <laughs> photos I've ever seen, though. <laughs> you weren't conceived on the back of a Harley, but you were thought of. Let me assure you. Anyway, can they you were, stop but talking? They were, he had a bad A bike. I mean, I saw it. Pot oh leaves. Sure. My parents are awesome. <laughs> I like your but parents. still, I don't even know your parents. Not but I like your parents. Thinking that's just how everybody lived. That's just what everybody did. Yeah. Over our whole lives. Well, that's just what everybody did. Right. I don't, I don't right. think so, actually. Why is Becky a pool champion <laughs> at age twelve? Just what everybody did. Everybody. It's K Job with Tom and Becky. Good morning. Well, I think this is going to. Uh, what do I think this is going to do? I don't know. Anger is too strong of a word, but moms and dads, listen up. Mattel has announced that they will be relaunching Barney. That's right. Barney, the purple dinosaur. If I had a dime, 
for every time I sang this song to my kids, some form or fashion. I love you, you love me. Yeah. The relaunch will kick off with a reimagined animated series, which is set to debut uh, debut globally in 2024. A new slate of content, new toys, new merchandise, and a song you'd never be able to get out of your mind. I just hope they don't ruin Barney. We had videos. We had VHSs of Barney that we put in the... Yeah. I was too old for Barney. My little cousin, Katie, I remember, loved Barney. Yeah. And she's about probably... Maggie's age, actually. 30. Yeah. Maggie just turned 30. Yeah. Yeah, She's probably her age and she loved Barney, but you know what? Maybe I think people just want some like nostalgia these days. So maybe it's not a bad thing as long as they don't totally ruin Barney and make Barney like. Well, they're going to be introducing Barney to new audiences to the world. Uh, Music filled adventures centered on love, community and encouragement. There goes Barney. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the smart Alex shows? Where's the how do you beat a bully? You punch him right in the face. Where are those shows, Barney? Everybody knows. Where's that education your dad taught you? Son, you never throw the first punch, but you always throw the last. Well, that was never Barney. (laughs) That was I love you, you love me. Come on, that was Barney. Yeah. Yeah, what is this? Well, this is a Barney theme song, but anyway. I love you. All right. Uh, they say here, apparel and accessories for adult fans featuring classic Barney are also in development. Because there you go. You talked about nostalgia. So people who grew up with it now might want a piece of nostalgia remembering sure. their youth. So, I mean, there's nothing new under the sun anymore, right? So they're just reimagining the creating. is nothing, nothing new. When you see something now, it stands really out because it's like, oh, well, that was unique. That was a good story. That was... I like that. Anyway, um, what was your? If you were too old, what was your go-to TV show when you were younger? Then, oh jeez, I don't know. Oh, Sesame Street. I watched Sesame Street Did when you? I was little. Um, because we had that, we had those VHSs too. We put in. Yeah, I don't know. You Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> I mean, like if I think of like cartoons when I was little. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of like any like preschool cartoons. There was like, you know, Kids Incorporated when I was little and Mickey yeah. Mouse Club. And then the, like the cartoons would have been like Rugrats and things like that. But that wasn't like sweet, innocent Barney right. stuff. You know, right. I can't right. think of anything else. Right. Um, Tom's favorite former Vons cashier said they already did ruin Barney. Did you see his new look? Yes. But they, is he going to be? Oh, you knew that was coming. Is right? it, I'm sorry. So actually that brings up a good question because I did see the new look of Barney. Yeah. But is he going to be? Is it going to just be animated, or is it going to be an actual show with real people in it, like Barney was? It's. They said it's going to be like the old show with the. They said ubiquitous, ubiquitous people. Like so, just no name. Just there'll be people there, but so he will have somewhat of the same look. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Two people are texting. In Fraggle Rock was their go-to. Oh yeah, sure. Show. Sure. Um, oh, Jury Insider. I watched Nick Jr. Eureka's Castle, The Elephant Show. I remember that show. Yes. Oh, okay. What else? I just had to turn that off for a second. Sorry, I've already ruined some folks. What else? Look at your I'm read. just reading. I know. What, what's going on? What is going on? Um, 
Katie the Valley Transplant said Muppet Babies, Heathcliff, Amanda Figueroa said Mr. Ed. Oh, God. Watched okay. Mr. Ed. Okay. I mean, I've seen it, but. Yeah. Um, Darkwing Duck. Wow, you're bringing back all kinds of old old stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Who, who did I just read said Barney's going to be woke? Oh, Jury Insider. Yes. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying when I say I hope they don't ruin Barney. Everything woke turns to shit. Okay. Sure. Like, Probably will. Barney's Sorry. gonna come in and like uses pronouns every time he comes. Okay. On. All right. Yeah, okay. That's where it's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's I'm just Day. saying that's what I imagine now for like 2023. Okay. It's a new motto. New song. Barney, I'm a I love. I know. I mean, okay. I don't. You know okay. what I mean? Like, I don't. <laughs> I love you. You love me. We love everyone, good as can be. Cause love is love, and the whole thing's too. Okay. I didn't mean for this to go there. I didn't mean. I mean. I didn't mean for this to go there. I just meant Barney's coming back. Well. Okay. Sorry. I mean, if we're gonna have a real conversation though about it, like that's uh, just the way everything goes now. Don't be a snowflake either. By the way, don't be a snowflake. Okay, that's it. We're moving on. Go ahead. <laughs> You're just going to sit over there all bent out of shape. I'm not bent out of shape. I'm saying, I mean, yeah, no. we could have a fake conversation right. or we could have a real conversation. Well, we just had a real conversation. Uh. All right. 98.1 K-Chug. Tom and Becky in the morning. It's Valentine's Day. It's all about spouses, boyfriends, and girlfriends. New friends and old friends. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but go way back for a second, would you please, Jug Country? And I'm asking you right now, who was your celebrity crush growing up? Who was your celebrity crush? Who was your first celebrity crush? Now, can you think back? My first celebrity crush. Yes. Like, my biggest celebrity crush would have had to have been, my first, I guess, would have been Leonardo DiCaprio. I love Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. But... Tom DeLonge from Blink-182, I thought I would probably marry. Yeah. Really? Like, I was pretty convinced. Like, oh, yeah, we'll be, we'll get married. You see? Like, that's not a problem. That's the thing <laughs> we'll that married. I was telling you about. When I was a kid and I was, like, 10, like, I just knew I was going to go to Disneyland and run into Elizabeth Shue, and she was going to see me, and we were going to live happily ever after. Sure. I met Tom DeLonge one time, not even at, like, a concert. Yeah. We went to, like, um... My mom we go to like hair shows and stuff, right? And so we okay. had like a gift show with her one time, my sister and I, yeah. um, in San Francisco. And I was in high school, right? Sure. I had on my like Lisa Loeb, like glasses. I didn't need glasses, Lisa but they were like glasses. Yeah, no, right, of course. Like, I'm sure, like super dirty Converse and probably sure. some uh, How did you cuff meet with him? like spikes. So we're there. At the concert? No, at a gift show. At your mom's hair show. Okay. Yes. All right. And my mom will die laughing telling the story like my face went pale barely talking like oh my god it's Tom DeLong. and yes I back in those days I didn't have a camera or anything right so I had him like sign like a little like receipt thing like I met Tom DeLong randomly it yeah. didn't quite work out how I thought it was going to work out like yeah. A I think he was with his wife <laughs> B I turned pale and couldn't speak right right and I had him sign a receipt right. that was my love story for when great. I met Tom DeLong. that's really good that's really good I never get a chance to meet Elizabeth Shue. Think you would have Got swept her off her oh, well, feet, or I, would you have clammed up and absolutely passed out? You know, looking back, I think I would have swept her off her feet, to be honest with you. But she wasn't my first. 
she wasn't my first. And I never got to meet my first. But I probably would have gone pale on my first. And I never met her, so I had no chance to get her to sign a receipt or say anything or do anything. All I got was the world's greatest poster on the wall of a teenage boy because Farrah Fawcett was my teenage crush. Well, you're not alone in that. A lot of people on the text line feel the same way. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, come on. I don't know. I had to be like 10 or something, like 77, 9 maybe, 76, 78, somewhere in there. But I feel really blessed. And looking back, looking back on my life, you know, sometimes I'll ask people like, you know, what do you think is your greatest accomplishment? I have to be honest with you. Being one of those American boys who had that Farrah Fawcett poster on their bedroom wall, you know, the bathing suit one, I feel like I'm in a special club. Like that, my I, <laughs> I had the OG Farrah Fawcett poster. Yeah, you might be. I'm. I think I'm kind of in the OG crowd here. I'm okay with it. You might be. I'm just saying. Who is there? Who else is agreeing um, with a you? Lo- well, there's the, Russell Smith was the only one that. Um, well, who else? Jug countries. Million have come through. A lot of ladies saying JTT. Ah, all right. That was back in my day, but I never really loved JTT. Brad Renfro, who was like... You're saying names now, a boy band. Well, because, no, no, not JT. JT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, the TV guy. Okay, okay. But Brad Renfro, RIP, was like the same age as him, but he was kind of like the bad one. Yeah. You know, like... Did you ever see like Tom and Huck? Like JTT was Tom Sawyer. Yeah. Brad Renfro was Huck Ben. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I loved Brad Renfro. Okay. But I'm a grandma. Trisha said my brother had that poster. LOL. Bingo. Bingo. Another unnamed person, Farrah Fawcett. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of JTT in there, and then there's a lot of like other people in here. Um, you can tell the different ages of people in here. Let's see. Um, here's one teenage dirtbag, Christian Slater. So right, you know that she's gonna be. In her forties. I mean, right? You kind of, you kind of do know somebody's age by who their first celebrity crush right. was. It makes perfect sense. Darla now. from Napomo, Scott Bayo. Okay, sure. Um, Tom Jones, Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. Oh God! Right here's right. an unnamed person, Loretta Swit from WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, all right, sure. And a couple people saying Mario Lopez. One said when he was on Kids Incorporated. Oh, and there might be another Saved by the Bell. Saw okay. Mario Lopez, you guys, a couple weekends ago. She actually did. You didn't clam up, but you just took a <laughs> secret picture to say, "Yes, look at this guy who's telling us to conserve water." Oh, Christian. Okay, teenage dirtbag said, "I'm 33. Apparently, I'm into older guys very much, though, because Christian yeah. Slater should not be in your wheelhouse right. as a celebrity right. crush." And your name, teenage. In your teenage dirtbag, because it was a yeah, they yeah, were yeah, guessing yeah, yeah. song. Anyway, I mean, yeah, older guys, but like that would be more like you know, he'd have to be a little older than you to think he was. Yeah. Um, let's see here. MBM said Kelly on Saved by the Bell. Another person said Shania Twain. Okay, solid. Ramrod from Santa Maria. Any one of the original Charlie's Angels. Yeah, there Throat you go. Punch Nika said Christian Bale. I can't with Christian Bale after American Psycho. Like, yeah, I loved him in yeah. Little Women. Ruined you. And then he totally... I- 
98.1 K Jug with Tom and Becky in the morning. Actually, you know what? Let's finish up with this real quick before we move on to our song of the day game. Uh, Kenan Shepherd, Patrick Swayze from Dirty Dancing. Unnamed person, Kevin, Kevin Costner. Again, we're talking about your first celebrity crush this morning on Valentine's Day. Uh, read a few here. Nurse Ratchet, Brian from the Backstreet Boys. All right, solid. Uh, unnamed person, Britney Spears. Right, that's cool. Uh, Mr. Thrilling, dude. Tom's old. Eat my shorts. It's uncalled for. It's uncalled for. Uh, <laughs> G-Dub said regretfully Miley Cyrus. She took a turn. She did take hey, a turn. Hey, they all do. She so you that's not your fault. It's all good. All right, hey, time for our Song of the Day game. And uh, up for grabs this morning, we got a pair of tickets to go to the Famosa March Meet over in Bakersfield. You get to choose what day you want to go, March 2nd, 3rd, 4th, or 5th. Uh, for tickets, you can go to FamosaDragStrip.com. But we've got a pair for you to win right here as we do our Song of the Day game. I play a song. You have to text in who you think it is and the name of the song, artist and title, to the Supercuts text line at 805-549-8698. I think i got a good one here. Good one today for Valentine's Day. We'll see. We'll find out. All right. Uh, ready, Jug Country? Texts are coming, Becky. Is it Outcast? It's not Outcast. <laughs> what? What? Of all the Valentine's Day songs. I, I didn't. It wasn't 100% Valentine's Day. Shut up. You really buddy. messed that Just up. Shut up. Artist and title. Artist and title wins for most of the time. these things. Right. Eight years later. Let me pick the music. It's Froggy Peach and the Boondocks. All right. Teenage Dirtbag got it. A Thousand Miles, Vanessa Carlton. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I love this song. I know just, you I do. I have a soft spot for this song. I know you I do, just, but it's I'm not sorry. Valentine's Day. It's a love song. It's a love song. I'd walk a thousand miles if I could just see you. It's a love song. I would, done, I would walk a thousand miles by the Proclaimers. That would have been great. <laughs> see? By the who? <laughs> by the who? <laughs> right. Nobody liked your music selections when they had a sleepover at night. Like, where he's playing DJ. And, well, it's Becky's turn now. You know that song, first of all. I don't know. All right, that's it. Uh, who won? Teenage uh, Dirtbag. Teenage Dirtbag. And while you're at it, you what did they win, by the way? Famosa. March Meat tickets. Yeah, you got to... Bakersfield Drag Race. You got to get back to Poison by Protein, by the yeah. way. Oh, I know this song. Yeah, see? I totally know this song. This was a weird one. It's great. This is a weird one, like 80s weird song <laughs> yeah, for... it's wonderful. Thomas Dolby, Madness. I've made 400 miles. Yeah, okay. Okay. 